from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 1063. We'll have some breaking news in just a second. Let's finish up on the phones with our quarterback rankings, class of 2020. Ricky is on Ken LaVica Live. Hey, Ricky. Hey, guys. Love your show. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, so real quick, my ranking, I'll make it short and simple. I think it's uh, Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, and Tua. And quickly about Tua, because we get compared with Hertz based on when they was uh, drafted, he has 10 less career games started and one less win than Herbert. It doesn't say much about Tua. Throwing to Mac Hollins, I don't know how you don't put him number one. <laughs> that's a, I like that. Yeah, it's a pretty good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tua would be the no doubt top part of this if it wasn't for Mac Hollins and Albert Wilson mm. the last couple of years. Uh, appreciate the call. Let's get to breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Didn't see this coming. Steve Nash has been fired by the Brooklyn Nets. Steve Nash has been fired by the Brooklyn Nets. If only Steve Nash wasn't so anti-Semitic. Wait a minute. It's a different guy. That guy's still on the team. Yeah, they're not firing him. What is happening? What is happening? Kevin Durant said he wanted him gone early in the season. How is Kyrie in the lineup and Steve Nash is fired? Steve Nash went from seven seconds or less to seven games or less this year. You have a you have a star player all in on anti-Semitism, and the head coach gets fired. Went for twenty-eight last night. What a trash bag <laughs> franchise that is! Trash bag franchise. <laughs> Went for twenty-eight last night. There's breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. No, don't worry, guys. Kyrie's still there. Kyrie, hey, everything's good. It's GM Kyrie. You're hey, talking hey, about. he deleted the tweet. That was promoting the anti-Semitic film. Everything's good. Steve Nash out the door. See ya. He did tell us at the press conference at the end of the year when he mentioned all those names, he didn't mention Steve Nash. So this was always written on the wall. And I wouldn't be too shocked to come to find out that Steve Nash walked. That he was like, I cannot do this anymore. I'd get out of that circus too. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a best case scenario for Nash to get rid out of get out of that psych ward. <sighs> all right. Time now to bring in some big brains. He is an ESPN West Palm founder. He's a Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, and he is a business mogul. It is time for Steve Politiner and Ask Steves. Steve Politiner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. Steve Politiner joins us as he does weekly here on Ken LeVick Alive. 
Steve, just from a business perspective, okay, and you were once a Nets fan. When I first met you, you still pledged a bit of an allegiance to the Nets. Now you have a team where the owner is denouncing one of the star players because of anti-Semitism. That player is doubling down on it. The team is struggling on the floor, and so they fire the head coach, the head coach who's been trying to keep everything together. Where is the priority in that franchise? Well, Kyrie Irving's still in the starting lineup, and Steve Nash is gone. I am beside myself right now. Yeah. Um, hey, guys. First off, two, two, two quickies. One, I love Theo's seven seconds or less to seven <laughs> games or less with the Nets sitting at two and five. Very good job there. Appreciate um, that. Stone, Stone may be right that Nash wanted out of that. But Stone, if you have, I forget how much Nash is owed, probably about $20 million, you usually don't quit. You let them fire you, so they have to pay you. Mm. Just a little heads good up tip. for your future for your future negotiating, <laughs> uh, Stone. Um, so, guys, look, it is it is. I'm with you, Ken. Everything you say, I- I'm there with you. I did grow up a Nets fan, um, you know, not anymore. I haven't been in you know 20 years down here, and and um, you know, been the chance to cover the Heat, been around the Heat for a long time. But my dad is still a huge Nets fan, and we talk about it all the time. I think what it is, it's Nash has just lost the team. He has lost the team. And he lo- really lost the team over the summer when KD, you know, when they, when they staged the power play on him. I like the way Cy stayed behind Nash. I like the way Cy, you know, has condemned Kyrie. He can't do anything more. The league needs to suspend Kyrie. Yep. You know, that's like the, he can't do anything more on Kyrie. So it's not like, hey, you fired the coach, but you didn't suspend the player um, who made the anti-Semitic remarks? So I think I actually think Sai is trying to do everything that he can with this uh, group that he's handed, you know, two hundred million dollars to or more, you know. Now, you know, at, at, you know, at this point, but this just reeks of the current status of the NBA right now, and it's and, and I understand why some people get fed up with it. I love the NBA, but I hate the way that it has become fantasy sports. And it's not like Nash is so removed, but the guys who are coaching now, I've heard them say it. I've heard them say it privately or, or secondhand to people. It's like a different league from when they were playing eight years ago, nine years ago, 10 years ago, because of, you know, really because of social media and, um, you know, and, and because of money, because the money that the players have and the leverage that players have. Just wild. Steve Nash, again, if you're just joining us, fired as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. All of this while the Kyrie Irving saga rolls on. Steve Palatino with us. Ask Steve's here on Ken LeVick Alive. I want to ask you uh, about the the topic we've been discussing well before the Nets made that move, but we're relitigating the class of 2020 quarterbacks because we saw Joe Burrow just flat out bad. The Bengals bad. No shows last night in a loss to the Browns. Two is an MVP candidate. Jalen Hurts also so is he's the quarterback of the only undefeated team and then of course there's Justin Herbert who as I said Steve if you're going to draw a picture of the perfect quarterback it would look like Justin Herbert with his size and the cannon arm and the entire thing we're power ranking them so this is in a vacuum with their full complement of offensive weapons and their coaching staffs how do you rank them right now and I say Tua, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Theo says Hurts, Tua, Herbert Burrow. Stone, he's obsessed with Burrow. He has him number one, followed by Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Chua Tungavailoa. How would you rank the four right now? Yeah, I've been listening. This is a great, interesting talk. Um, one question I just need to clarify. Mm-hmm. 
is this if I'm drafting right now? No. Am I betting on these guys for the next 10 years no, knowing this is, what they no, have? This is as of this is right now November 1st, 2022. Who do I want ne- next week? Like next week who 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 do I want? Yep, it could, like at this exact it could change. Moment? It could change. This is yeah. at this exact moment, right? Tua will always be last for me just because I think he has some limitations and I think he's one hit away from his career ending. He just has like an RG3 vibe, you know, to me where I don't know that we're ever going to really get to see him in full because he, you know, again, he has, you have to put a special offense around him, which by the way, the Dolphins have generally done a very good job, you know, with, but they, you know, Tyree kills don't grow on trees. So I don't know that he's the type of guy that's going to make everyone around him better. He's a solid game manager. So he's, he's last, he's last for me right now. I have to put Burrow at third, you know, um, and I have to say he was a one hit, one hit wonder, uh, but, it doesn't. I don't know if he ever gets back. Like if Joe Burrow never gets back to the Super Bowl from now, we might have already seen him at his best. So I think right now I look at probably Hertz two and Herbert one for the aforementioned reasons, sort of prototypical. You know, Herbert. Herbert also has shown an incredible ability to withstand hits. You see how much yeah. he gets hit and how much he gets pounded, and he's in there. So I I would kind of bet on his physical gifts. Um, Hertz is really showing something, and I wouldn't be surprised if Hertz uh, surpasses Herbert, then Burrow, and then I have Tua. La- I know you love Tua, Ken. Uh, I just don't see how you can think that he is going to last in today's NFL. Offenses completely have to be built around him getting rid of the ball in two seconds on screens and flats and short outs because he can't do anything else. That's okay. I'm used to the hate. I'm used to the haters out there. And you, you can take your high school offense there with the Giants, Steve, and I'll take Tua getting the ball out in 2.3 seconds, okay? I'll take that. It's fine. It's totally fine. Now, now, Steve, I wanted to uh, I wanted to run this by you, too, because Theo, we were talking about trick-or-treating in the last couple of days, and Theo said that no kids were going to come by the secret trap house he's currently uh, hey, living in because his current home is getting worked on. So no kids came by whatsoever. I did want to ask you, though, uh, what's the plan when the Politziners go out trick-or-treating and nobody's home, but you still want to make sure that the neighborhood kids are taken care of? What was your game plan for Halloween last night? Oh, well, so yeah, we're in a very active you know, Halloween um, neighborhood, so we do shifts. Um, and also, you know, my kids are now where we don't have to be walking necessarily with them, but we want to walk and see the neighbors, see the friends, imbibe in some of the, uh, you know, Halloween. Sure. Um, the spirits. You know, things that are out there. Yeah. You know, spirits, the spirits of Halloween. So, um, you know, safely walking. So when we walk around, um, we, we divvy it up. We have uh, my wife that stays and man's, and I walk around and say some hellos, and then we flip. You know, and we, and we flip. We never leave, and I know we talked about this, we never leave the unmanned candy scenario because you just can't, you just can't trust kids. And I don't know if you would have trusted us 20, 30 years ago on, <laughs> um, you know, leave me a bowl. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, you give a kid an open bowl of candy, nobody's around, come on. Um, so we do that. We also deploy, and I've seen other people do this, we deploy the grandparents. You know, ah. hey, hey, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. Can you watch it for uh, 30 minutes and make sure each kid only gets one? So that's the way 
that's the way we do it. Wow. And that's the way we, we split it up. And I think it worked pretty successfully yesterday. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So let's get to a question from uh, from a fan here. Again, ask Steve. Steve Politziner with us here on ESPN 106.3, a founder of ESPN West Palm, uh, president of the parent company of ESPN West Palm, Good Karma Brands. Now, this is from Lance in Lake Worth, and uh, this seems almost like this is a little bit of marriage strife. So we've got to be very sensitive with this, Steve, okay? My wife and I used to make holiday shopping a routine, but now she loves online shopping. I miss physically walking into a store or the mall. I don't know how to confront her about it. What do I do? Okay, cool. So good point. It's, a, uh, I think, a very common situation now where people have moved to online uh, e-commerce. Others just haven't you know, made that jump. But this says to me that this is about time together. So I think that mm-hmm. the, the bigger thing is, is if you're going to be a guy, and we know how hard it is for guys to show emotion, you know, I go to her and say, hey, look, I know you enjoy the online shopping, but I like us going together somewhere. So if we're not going to go together and shop together, let's either, we, let's rep- we need to replace it with something, or let's go together. We could still look at things. We don't have to buy the things. You could then go and buy them, buy them online, but I like the experience of doing that together. So, I mean, how does, it, how does a husband lose in saying that? And how does a wife not be happy yes. that a husband expressed that? So there's where you go. This isn't necessarily about how you shop. This is about being together. And that's the way I would position it. And perhaps if the husband is uneasy about confronting his wife about this, there are deeper problems there mm. than just the act of going holiday shopping or, or not going holiday shopping. I agree. And, and, and maybe he is... Also, not thrilled that she's what you know spending this. You know, it's so easy to just shop online, right? right? So, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's a deeper thing. I'm worried that she's going crazy with the online shopping. That uh, again, you got to determine. Pick your poison. But I would go with the angle of let's. It's fun. We. It's an. It's an activity we do together. That way, you can still browse together. She wants to complete the transaction online. That's fine. But you could still browse together and still uh, retain some of that uh, enjoyment that they had as a coupling activity. Steve, I wanted to to end with this because uh, I was telling Stone and Theo about this, how, uh, and I live on my ESPN app, whether it's scores, whether it's watching stuff, uh, streaming, I do everything on my ESPN app. But on, on Sunday morning, I had forgotten until I woke up. I was very groggy from the night before calling an FAU upset win over UAB. Go Owls. Um, But uh, I had forgotten there was a 9.30 Russell Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence showdown in London. So instead of firing up the phone, what I decided to do was get on my smart TV. I've never used the ESPN app or ESPN Plus, though, on my smart TV because everything's just through the phone. It took me three whole possessions to, to, to get the app loaded up and to remember the username and password and to get on and watch the the game and all that stuff. Um, I was wondering for you, whether it's Amazon or Apple for Major League Baseball or ESPN for college football or now the NFL, how much time do you spend watching sports on your phone over sports on on an actual TV? Right, and I think what you're saying, too, with the app is, you know, right now most people have, many people have smart TVs. We know cable attrition continues at record rate. So I have... You know, smart TVs that have all my apps and same thing. I put them in once right when I loaded them up and then when you actually need them, it might take a couple of minutes. This says to me, you just need to have your passwords handier, Ken and I'm going to give you uh, a simple solution. Okay. Um, I'm not promoting like an app here. This is what I do. 
I have, I'm sure like all you all, I have dozens and dozens of passwords. And sometimes you just have to create one for just something right, right there. Every single password, and maybe someone's going to hack me now as a result. But <laughs> Please, I, this I was going to say, do. don't do this, Steve. <laughs> don't do this. This is what I advise. This is what I advise. I save them like I save a contact, just like I save a contact. Let's say it's, um, uh, you know, a, um, a retailer or something. I just save it like I save a contact in my, in my Outlook. I have ESPN Plus as a contact. And then under the notes, I have my login and password. Because then there's a way I can quickly. I never have. I, I, I don't pretend that I can remember them all. Right. So, you know, they're there. That's now, good. if you're really efficient in a moment of downtime, kids are asleep, just go through your smart TV, go through all the apps in your smart TV, and make sure you're signed in. Just go through and sign yourself in. Sign yourself in to Disney Plus. Sign yourself in to ESPN Plus. Sign yourself in to Netflix. Sign yourself into YouTube. So you're, you know, whatever you have, so you're ready to go when it is that moment of truth. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. For some reason, that Sunday game, I don't know if it's because there weren't a lot. You know, neither team has a ton of fantasy starters. Right. So, like, I, there wasn't just – there wasn't a lot of buzz. Also, Jacksonville's basically like a home London team now. It's no big deal when Jacksonville's playing there. They've played more than any other team, uh, you know, in London. And I think because of the, the shine of Russell Wilson, the Broncos is totally evaporated. There was no buzz about that game. None. Absolutely none. Uh, again, the Capital One Orange Bowl presents Steve Politzin or Ask Steve's here on Ken LaVica Live. Real quick, before we talk about the Capital One Orange Bowl, uh, this is your weekly Matt Rule update. We know you're a big mm. Matt Rule fan, and so we have a new leader in the clubhouse uh, for a Matt Rule destination, and it is indeed Auburn. What do you think about that? Oh, I love it. I think Matt Rule would be Matt Rule would be great, and you know, Auburn is really hurting right now. You get somebody in there that had a winning pedigree in college, in college at Baylor, like he did. Always like a you know the hot name that you can possibly bring back out, you know, a non-SEC name, and then we'll see. He either you know for all you have to do is get hired in college football. If Jimbo Fisher gets bought out. <laughs> For $95 million, tell me what is a better um, career strategy than getting hired as a head college football coach. It's, Matt it's Rule amazing. should walk in and say, hey, can you please hire me? I'll go, th- I'll go three and eight my first season. I'll have a decent second season. I'll get us back to bowl eligible at six wins. Midway through my third season, when it doesn't look like I'm going to make a bowl and I have three wins, just fire me and hand me the $40 million. <laughs> Deal? Okay. That's the worst case scenario. (laughs) And Auburn, by the way, now paying two coaches their buyout buyout money currently. So uh, you're right. Being a fired college coach is truly the American dream. And maybe Matt Rule will at some (laughs) point bring Auburn to the Capital One Orange Bowl. And we're coming up on Orange Bowl season, Steve. Aren't we? A legendary college football game, the Capital One Orange Bowl, December 30th, Hard Rock Stadium. We know two of the greatest teams in the country will face off under the lights in a night game in one of college football's oldest traditions. Check out orangebowl.org for tickets. Steve, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Theo, I love it. Seven seconds or less, seven games or less. <laughs> you, better call your, you better call your intellectual property attorney right now and patent that. Yes, and, yes. Um, I need to get so, that trademark. And, 
<laughs> Someone also explained to Theo what intellectual property is too, oh. and I know Stone won't be, and I know Stone won't be able to do that. So Ken, <laughs> right you'll have to take head. it for everybody. Yeah. Okay. See you guys later, Steve. Later. That's Steve Palazziner again, Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, founder of ESPN West Palm, and the president of the parent company of ESPN West Palm, Good Karma Brands. When we return. Yet another Halloween run-in for yours truly in the trick-or-treating realm. I think I've finally learned a lesson. Also, nice to see New York media is carrying water for an anti-Semite. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. There are not from the NHR in the There are not many things simple in life. Especially trying to get places here in South Florida. I can't tell you how many times over the last year and a half, certainly since the pandemic started, that people have moved down here. And they're like, man, Ken, is traffic always this bad? Uh, yeah. And it's getting worse the more and more that people flock down here to South Florida. And the mere thought some days of me having to leave my house, go to work, come back, pick up the kids, knowing how long it's going to take me because everything's gridlock, it's daunting. It's really, really daunting. And it flat out sucks. I don't know any other way to put it. So that's why when I do have a night where I can enjoy myself, kick my feet up, go to the heat game, enjoy seeing the heat at FTX Arena, I ain't driving. I ain't driving. You can count on that. I'm taking the train, that big yellow train, the bright line. It is a godsend. It is a lifesaver. And honestly, it is such a help for the mental health because you're not sitting behind brake lights going down to FTX Arena you're taking the Brightline train from the West Palm Station to the Fort Lauderdale Station. You're headed to Miami Central Station. You're doing into the snap of a finger. You're getting the premium seats if you choose, which I do. You're getting the snacks in the premium lounge at the station. The drinks, same story once you get on the train. And you go down, you walk the block and a half to FTX Arena, and you see the heat. And then there's three buzzer beater trains, so you're never going to miss it. Game ends. You head back to Miami Central Station, you get on the buzzer beater train, and you head home. All in the comforts, the air conditioning, the Wi-Fi comforts, and the food and drink of Brightline. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. It can be for anyone. It's perfect for the family. Say a Saturday afternoon, you want to go to a museum, the Children's Museum in Fort Lauderdale. Brightline. Want to go to the beach in Fort Lauderdale or head to Brickell? Brightline. Guys, come on. Do something for yourself for once. God knows life is taxing enough on everybody. Do something where you can enjoy yourself and actually enjoy South Florida without gridlock traffic. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Real quick, I do want to mention this. It happened this morning, and I know that it has a lot of people bleeped up. Uh, Migos loses takeoff this morning. He gets shot. He was with he was with um, Quavo. He was with Quavo. Yep. At a bowling alley in Houston, right? It was, uh, I thought it was House of Blues, but they were at like some kind of, of private party. It okay. was, it's kind of. Well, they're playing dice. Yeah, they were shooting dice. And Takeoff gets murdered. 
takeoff shot right in front of Quavo. In front of Quavo, Jay Prince was there, who was like mm-hmm. you know mob ties, who runs the city and stuff. So it's weird stuff. I'm waiting to see what comes out from this. What is but happening? Oh, the the what set, is happening? He's twenty what twenty eight, twenty nine years old. Twenty eight, twenty eight. A star, like literally the soundtrack to my college years at Hampton, like YRN, Migos, like we was culture. Oof. It's now, tough. Um, Offset hasn't really been a part of that for a while now, right? Offset, it's been about a, it's about a, not even a full year, but like it's been a weird separation. They addressed it like earlier, like early October, they addressed it on Wax, like that Offset kind of going solo, but mm-hmm. the Migos were now just Quavo and Takeoff. So that's why I don't even think Offset was with them that night. Mm-hmm. Nope. So. And they put out a, uh, a Takeoff and Quavo put out a, a new a video LP. like Monday, right? Yeah. They were doing their own thing. They were a duo, and Offset was, you know, doing his own solo thing. It's sad. It's it so sucks. senseless and stupid. Those dudes are in, in a thing that people are just now realizing today that I thought was common knowledge. Like they're related. They're not just a rap right, group. Right. Isn't Quavo? Is he? Isn't Quavo? Is uncle? He's uncle and uh and Takeoff and Offset are brothers. Yeah, I read some text on Twitter, and you can't really trust them, but it just said that he was being weird all night. And it all Who? happened so fast. Who? Take off? Or? Take off. Just said he was in, in a mood all night. These were text messages. But that dude never talked. That's the thing. Never talked. That's the like, thing. Is what I, could he have possibly said for that to happen? It's it. it there's no he, for anything. No, no matter what he said or did, even he if he was, that. even if he was loud and yeah, yeah, yeah he, like Quavo, he's loud. Yeah, he's he's got a temper. Like, but you're right. Nothing you expect, that he could have said yeah. would have it, it, was was uh, should have led to murder. It's it's what we're like six seven hours removed from when it happened and all of it shook out so i guess things will come out we'll get more details but like at the end of the day it's like we have to find conflict resolution like they talk about how they don't teach us taxes in school i think they don't teach us enough conflict resolution but but there even, has to be better ways i don't even, but there are better ways clearly but even if he wasn't the target somebody shot the gun on yeah. purpose because of some kind of conflict that arose so. i'm telling you though i think we're past the point of of conflict resolution like i this morning dropping off my girls at the car loop at their school, mm. and it's two lanes, all right? It's a it's a loop, and then the sidewalk to get into the school is on the left side, and so it's two lanes of cars. So the cars on the, the outside, you have to have cars stop so that the kids can walk across to get to the sidewalk to go into the school. I'm just trying to paint a little bit of a yeah. picture with it. These two little kids get out of their mom's van on, on the outside lane, and so this other car has to stop so these two kids can go across, like probably five and six years old, to get to the sidewalk. And this dude, this mother bleeper in his car, starts honking at him. These five and six-year-olds walking to get to this sidewalk to get into the school, and this D-bag is honking at them, angry. Go! Hurry! I almost got out of my damn car. Ooh, I would have loved that. I mean, but but so. who does that? What is that nonsense? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think we're past the point of any conflict resolution. Like We can say all we want, oh, be nice, be better. But when you have Kyrie was right about the Jews being, um, being, being lit up across TIAA Bank Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, and... The leader of the state doesn't say a damn thing about it. And on buildings in Jacksonville and down in Weston, swastikas are being spray-painted on street signs down there. And you've got Kyrie Irving 
throwing out all this anti-Semitic nonsense and then getting defensive about it when he's rightly questioned about it and Kyrie's still playing and the head coach of the Nets gets fired. We're past that point. There's no conflict resolution anymore. So, of course, we're having 29-year-old superstars getting gunned down over a dice game. It's it's stupid. It's sick. It's it's uh, It just sucks that, you know, takeoff was – Probably the most widely beloved of the Migos. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, yeah. like, he was, for most, considered the best rapper of the three, even though he was maybe the least known. Like, the the least known, you know, publicly, the least that he doesn't talk as much in the interviews and whatnot. Quavo's really, like, the lead singer. Offset has the whole thing with Cardi B, mm-hmm. whereas Takeoff was just chilling and rapping. Like, it just Here's is, the baby. Yeah, it, it for... It just sucks. You don't want to see anybody die, but like take off, it just really does. It hits a certain, it, it pulls on a certain heartstring, man. I've been, I've been harping on this one for a long time, and main character syndrome is, I think, the kind of the downfall of what's going on right now. You talked about the guy in the car line, like that guy clearly thinks where he has to go, is what more he's important. doing in his You're day right. is more important. You're right. For this guy shooting dice, no matter what the argument was, no matter what the conflict was, for you to think that your feelings were hurt enough or you're important of enough of a guy to take somebody's life. And to not even think about that guy's life and how he's had an effect on everybody. Like, you do think your life's more important to the fact where you do pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. And the, the same can be said about everybody. Kyrie Irving, he doesn't really care about the things that he's saying and who it hurts because he thinks that he's the most important, that he's the main he character has that in the platform, story. Right, and, and he knows all and he's right. the intellectual. But I also think that's a semblance of insecurity. This Kyrie needs to spread that message. He needs to send that message, and that's why when someone like Nick Friedel of ESPN calls him out on it, just dares address it in his presence, it suddenly becomes an affront to to his existence. How dare you? How could you? How could you walk in front of my car? I'm a grown man, and I have places to be. That is just the absolute apex of insecurity, and honestly, it's pathetic. And it's sad. And it makes you less of a man. Less of a man. Kyrie can sit here and say, oh, well, I do my research. And I know my roots. Now, he watches YouTube clips. And then he espouses them as if they're fact to try and make himself sound smart again because he's insecure. Because he wants people to think he knows more than they do. I think at the core, that's all insecurity. And I love that. And I also think it has a lot to do with social media and reassurance. Oh, like it absolutely you're, you're, you're not allowed to tell somebody no anymore. Like, you have to tell them that, you know, whatever they said, something in there was right because you're entitled to your own thoughts. So social media, just reassurance, participation, trophies, it's all led to what we're talking about right now. I just think that Kyrie still is, is he's doing a lot of that half-baked and then put it out stuff, and I just don't give a damn about anything he has to say about, you know, how no. this world works. Or like, I, I've been ignoring it for a while, but it continues to be stories well, because... It, 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 this is this is why, and, and I agree, Like you should not give a damn about what yeah. he has to say. And we shouldn't give a damn about what he has to say because what he has to say is not accurate and it's dangerous and it's half-baked but and and this is on me for not talking about this sooner and so for those of you who are jewish palm beach county south florida treasure coast i do apologize but i can't sit here and this is the most populated area of the country when it comes to the jewish population okay and the jewish population is actually surprisingly small in the United States. The highest concentration 
of Jewish people is right here in this listening area. I thought it would have been in New York. I didn't. I didn't realize that. It New York's is down too here. small. It, it, this in this concentrated area. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, saying, the yeah. highest concentrated yeah. area of Jewish population. Obviously. Very, very large population, all things considered, in yeah. New York. But as far as concentrated is yeah. concerned, per capita this, type right yeah. here, exactly. Okay. So I apologize for not saying something about this before Tuesday, November 1st. But I will be damned if I'm going to sit here and I'm going to continue to have dopes online and dopes even in this listing area who are going to have Kyrie throwing out the most dangerous tropes about Jewish people. They control the media. They control finances. They're involved in basketball from a monetary perspective. Those are all of the things that have led to people persecuting that specific population of people. Extrapolate that over centuries and centuries and centuries. It's that thought process that led to atrocities like the Holocaust. It has led those tropes. Those tropes, those thoughts, those inaccurate fallacies that have led to the continued, um, the continued poor thought and poor treatment of the Jewish population. And all Kyrie is doing, thinking that he's smarter than somebody else, thinking that he's smarter than you by pushing those, by promoting films that are anti-Semitic. He's trying to make a point that he has no idea where it's going. He has no idea what he's talking about. He is taking these theories and he is then expanding them into these dangerous mindsets where people jump on board in a society that's now so prone to conspiracy theory and believing the conspiracy theory coming off of what Kanye was saying. Kanye's trying to make himself out to be a victim now when he was pushing the same tropes, the exact same tropes. And they are going to sit there and they are going to have people jump on board and say, you know what? Kanye's right about the Jews. They have too much power. They control all the money and all the banks. You see why that's dangerous, right? Those tropes, because then it has people turning against Jewish people. For what? For what? These are dangerous, dangerous inaccuracies that lead to violence. We just had a politician with her husband's kneecaps broken because some jackass psychopath was going to walk in with hammers and it cost her. All because he got caught up in the internet. Mm. I mean, this is the thing. You can put connect the dots, put two and two together. But this population down here in South Florida and in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast with such a cultural diversity and with such a proud Jewish population, for them to have to sit there and hear this dumbass in Brooklyn, like what you, with how you put it, Theo, these half baked thoughts about the Jewish people because he's trying to make some point when he has no concept whatsoever about what a trope is and why what he says is dangerous. Coming off of what Kanye has done. I feel for these people. I feel for the Jewish population because it's the same garbage over and over and over and over again into the year 2022. We're still wrought with anti-Semitism, and it's reaching the highest levels of our entertainment. To be honest with you, the the, the weird thing about all of this is that it it didn't, it wasn't as prevalent of a, of a thing. It felt like even like two years ago. I'm not saying that it wasn't going on, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't in our in our sphere as much. That some people are learning in these coming weeks right. what anti-Semitism is. Well, here's like, the problem: it's becoming trendy to yeah. be anti-Semitic. Now. Yeah, 
And Kyrie and Kanye are a big part of that. And that's what I was going to say. Like, they – part of the problem with all of this is that – kind of similar to when when uh, well, Myers Leonard uh, – yes. when he let that – let out what he said on Call of Duty Warzone that one time. Like, people learned about it right. after he Including did it. Including him. Are, yeah, he did. Like, people – they're popularizing right. these things that – for a while, even though it probably was still going on behind closed doors, at least it wasn't so mainstream and it right. wasn't something that people even gave thought to or started watching documentaries well, on and whatnot. Like, now we're we're reliving some things right. that I thought that we were trying to work through. Well, Myers Leonard lost his career over the anti-Semitic slur yeah. that he uttered. And should he, should he have? I don't know. That's debatable. He also... Do I feel badly over it? Yeah, kind of. But, man, you've got to know what that word means, especially living in South Florida as long as he did. That said, you... I mean, I know where you're going, Theo. He showed attrition immediately. That dude was showing up to temples. Yeah, I covered that story. When you he was, were there. Yeah, when he was, I interviewed him after... Yeah, it was in Boca Raton, I believe. He could not have been more apologetic he, and more regretful for what he did. He also just... You know... <laughs> Part of it is he uh, he was dispensable in the NBA at that point. Too. Hey, he's Myers Leonard. He's Myers Leonard. So right. I think if he was a guy that had the talent of quote unquote Kyrie Irving or somebody at least you know a guy that can help a team win, he might have been able True. to make his way Kyrie's back. Kyrie's still starting. Kyrie's still starting, and he hasn't really even been forgiven by the right. Jewish community. Where at least Myers Leonard had that going for him. He just basketball was kind of over for him. I mean, if I'm the Jewish community, I have no faith. In Kyrie Irving, no hope, and I don't give a damn about the man, about Isn't the person. the ownership group with the Nets, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I want you to listen to, and this is why someone like Kyrie continues to double down, fight Nick Friedle of ESPN when questioning about his anti-Semitic takes and promoting anti-Semitic movies. This is why Kyrie continues to think that what he's doing is okay, and it's thinking outside of the box. And it's him being a free thinker. By the way, it's funny how all the free thinkers get so offended when they're merely questioned about their free thinking. You would think free thinkers would actually want to hear different points of view and understand why what they're saying is nonsense. But this is Scoop B. Scoop B. He is the NBA insider for Bally Sports across the country. He was on Picks 11 in New York, and I want you to hear this defense of Kyrie Irving last night on Picks 11. Here's Scoop B. Start with Kyrie. Uh, what about Kyrie using his platform? Should athletes be responsible uh, for what they post on social media? I think athletes are responsible, uh, but I'll add this personally. Um, I am of the belief um, that not only should, I believe that anti-black as well as anti-Semitism statements should never be used, um, but I think when covering me, myself covering Kyrie, it's never as easy as one, two, three. Um, and I think that in this instance, um, there are a couple things uh, that stand out to me. Number one, context. Um, so that tweet that had uh, the Amazon Prime uh, link uh, did not have any captions attached to it. So um, I understand the way Kyrie thinks in a lot of aspects, but I think in this one, it was open to so much interpretation. What? Um, and, you know, and, and just conversation with folks uh, in the know, um, they shared with me that he is not anti-Semitic, um, oh, but that okay. in this instance, it was part of his journey. He, if you, It was expressed to me that if you even look at um, his, his Twitter uh 
main photo, it has a list of all of the different symbols for different races and, and different religious backgrounds, whether it's Jewish, whether it's you know Muslim, whether it's Christian, the sign of the cross and a myriad of other things. But I think this backlash um, is, is really in poor taste um, because he is in a contract year. And, I, and I'll, be, I'll even take it a step further. Um, when you look at this instance here, if the Nets were 5-0, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh I my think God. that when you look at a team that is one in four and we're focusing on the issue that is an Amazon Prime link that has over, at that point, I think 1,200 reviews and four and a half stars, we're getting away from the game. You know, Kyrie, to me, as well as Kevin Durant are the two leading scorers. When you go down the list, they're 30 plus scorers. And then you look down the list, Nicholas Claxton is the third leading scorer at 11 points per game. We should be talking about the Nets and their dynamic more than we should be talking about uh, a movie. So um, I, I'm bipartisan on this. I'm very close, but I'm also just a realist. I, I don't think that this should be a conversation. And there is such a thing as kitchen table talk conversation. And I kind of followed up to that. Holy crap. Scoop B has just embarrassed himself, and it's gone viral. I want to read you a frame from this film that Kyrie Irving promoted. And make no mistake, Scoop B, he was promoting it. When you promote a link, when you tweet a link on Twitter, unless you write, I don't condone this, you are promoting what you have just provided a link to. This film. And he also made the Amazon star. Uh, Amazon, it has four and a half stars on Amazon, this film. And those defending Kyrie have said, oh, see, Amazon, it's a popular movie. And Amazon's selling it. Why aren't you getting on them? Of course, anti-Semites who are ordering the movie are going to say, oh, yeah, good. Anti-Semitic movie. Four stars, five stars. What an idiot. Scoop B, I'm willing to say it. What a blithering dumbass this person is. But then, oh, it's just part of his journey. Just part of Kyrie's journey. It's part of his journey. This is a screenshot from the movie he was promoting. The Jews have established five major falsehoods which work to conceal their nature and protect their status and power. To wit, that six million Jews were killed in a Holocaust during World War II. That's basically saying the Holocaust was fake. Mm. That they've just perpetuated it. That, that, that's part of Kyrie's journey. We're going to give him a pass for that. We're going to make an excuse for him for that. Scoop B. Ah, oh, we wouldn't be talking about this if the Nets were 5-0. Were and oh. You blithering dumbass. Yeah. I mean, how does that make it to air? <laughs> they, they play in Brooklyn again tonight. And, and we, there's no Jewish people there. And we saw what happened last like night. like Williamsburg out there or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm curious to what's going to happen here tonight because he will start. They had the, the the people with the shirts they on. They did um, last night. Courtside. Yeah, they they were courtside when they were playing the Pacers, and they invite the Bulls into Brooklyn tonight. So I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Do we? All right, I'll just ask the question because I don't know, and I'm not going to jump on it. You, we believe here. You're, you're saying Kyrie's definitely an anti-Semite. Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't know if I would. I, I saw him tweet the link. I've seen him defend his, his position. He may not know it, but he's an anti-Semite. Based on his language, based yeah. on his beliefs, he's an anti-Semite. Yes, he might he might say he's not an anti-Semite yeah. because, oh, I have no problem seeing yarmulkes. That doesn't mean that you... Uh, uh, I, and, and part of his belief, part of his belief is that he comes from the black tribes that were the original Jews. Yes, yes. That's part of his belief, okay? Right. That also 
though, is a theory that white supremacists across the world have latched onto to thumb their nose to continue at the, the Jews. Yeah, yeah. Because they're the fake Jews. They're the fake Jews. So he might not... This is the thing, though. God forbid he look at these theories and what these hate groups have latched onto to perpetuate this. And, He's not smart enough to do and that. And I was saying, like, maybe that maybe that's what they mean by it's part of his there's that's maybe he's still learning it and he tweeted that link a little too soon, you know? Like, I'm not trying to give the dude a pass at all. I of course. just I would hope that it's he doesn't seem like a guy that has hate in his heart. He just seems like a guy that still that's hasn't idiot. figured it all out yet. I would agree. And or figured anything out yet. But I would that's agree. the thing. This is a guy who doesn't know a thing about a thing, but he's, he's going to get on social media yeah, and act like he knows a thing about a thing because he's a free thinker he, and he's open-minded. He's got Joe Rogan disease. He acts like he knows all, but but very it's obvious he knows very little. So that's the problem right now. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Got a couple of good things for you. One's tonight, the other is till the end of the year. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tonight it is a Game 3 World Series watch party at the Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Game 3, Astros-Phillies 1-1. The gates open one hour prior to first pitch, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Admission to the watch party will not be permitted after the fifth inning. So you can show up late, just don't come after the fifth inning. Admission is free, parking is free, concessions are open, bring the family and have a great time. It's as simple as that. Game 3, World Series, watch party, Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. If you don't know, that's Haverhill Road in West Palm. Admission is free. Parking is free. Just come and watch the World Series. Love it. Can't beat that. Bring the family. It's going to be beautiful tonight. Go Strohs. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. The spring training home of the Houston Astros. Yes, sir. It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Check it out tonight. Get there right around. I would say, I don't know, 615, 630, 7 o'clock. I'd get there. I'd get yeah. there. That would that, be my plan. And then... There's your air conditioning. In case you didn't notice, it's hot and it's uncomfortable and it's gross. And yes, it's November 1st. That is case in point why you need AC 24-7. And right now, it is the blowout sale at EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Right now, all in-stock ACs, you have a chance at a $750 rebate. You cannot beat that. A chance at a $750 rebate. All you have to do is go to edsairconditioning.com, find out more, and give them a call. EDS is, yes, the blowout sale. Take advantage of it. All in-stock units, chance at a $750 rebate. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Theo, you're back on Friday, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Can't I'll be wait. back Friday with Theo. Stone and I are back tomorrow. No Jeanette, because she's over in Italy. She's been texting us from she Italy. Has, she already misses at, us. A weird time. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's see if we can WhatsApp her and get Ooh. her just like buzzed. Mm, Not drunk, but buzzed before like she it. gets drunk. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to her tomorrow. I like that. All I right. like that idea. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye now. Go Strohs. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVeca Alive on ESPN 106.3. Ken LaVeca Alive here on ESPN 106.3. We'll have some breaking news in just a second. 
Let's finish up on the phones with our quarterback rankings, class of 2020. Ricky is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Ricky. Hey, guys. Love your show. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, so real quick, my ranking, I'll make it short and simple. I think it's uh, Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, and Tua. And quickly about Tua, because we get compared with Hertz based on when they was uh, drafted, he has 10 less career games started and one less win than Herbert. It doesn't say much about Tua throwing to Mac Hollins. I don't know how you don't put him number one. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. (laughs) Uh, Tua would be the no-doubt top part of this if it wasn't for Mac Hollins and Albert Wilson the Mm. last couple of years. Uh, Appreciate the call. Let's get to breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Didn't see this coming. Steve Nash has been fired by the Brooklyn Nets. Steve Nash has been fired by the Brooklyn Nets. If only Steve Nash wasn't so anti-Semitic. Wait a minute. It's a different guy. That guy's still on the team. Yeah, they're not firing him. What is happening? What is happening? Kevin Durant said he wanted him gone early in the season. How is Kyrie in the lineup and Steve Nash is fired? Steve Nash went from seven seconds or less to seven games or less this year. You have a you have a star player all in on anti-Semitism, and the head coach gets fired. Went for 28 last night. What a trash bag <laughs> franchise that is. Trash bag franchise. <laughs> Went for 28 last night. There's breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. No, don't worry, guys. Kyrie's still there. Kyrie, hey, everything's good. That's GM Kyrie you're hey, talking hey, about. He deleted the tweet that was promoting the anti-Semitic film. Everything's good. Steve Nash out the door. See ya. He did tell us at the press conference at the end of the year when he mentioned all those names, he didn't mention Steve Nash. So this was always written on the wall. And I wouldn't be too shocked to come to find out that Steve Nash walked. That he was like, I cannot do this anymore. I'd get out of that circus too. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a best case scenario for Nash to get rid out of get out of that psych ward. <sighs> all right. Time now to bring in some big brains. He is... An ESPN West Palm founder, he's a Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, and he is a business mogul. It is time for Steve Politina and Ask Steve's. Steve Politina is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. Steve Politina joins us as he does weekly here on Ken Levick Alive. Steve, just from a business perspective, okay, and you were once a Nets fan. When I first met you, you still pledged a bit of an allegiance to the Nets. Now you have a team where the owner is denouncing one of the star players because of anti-Semitism. That player is doubling down on it. The team is struggling on the floor, and so they fire the head coach, the head coach who's been trying to keep everything together. Where is the priority in that franchise? Well, Kyrie Irving's still in the starting lineup, and Steve Nash is gone. I am beside myself right now yeah um hey guys first off two 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 quickies one i love theo's seven seconds or less to seven <laughs> games or less with the net sitting at two and five very good job there well um, stone stone may be right 
that Nash wanted out of that. But Stone, if you have, I forget how much Nash is owed, probably about $20 million, you usually don't quit. You let them fire you, so they have to pay you. Mm. Just a little heads good up tip. for your future for your future negotiating, <laughs> uh, Stone. Um, so, guys, look, it is it is. I'm with you, Ken. Everything you say, I- I'm there with you. I did grow up a Nets fan, um, you know, not anymore. I haven't been in you know 20 years down here, and and um, you know, been the chance to cover the Heat, been around the Heat for a long time. But my dad is still a huge Nets fan, and we talk about it all the time. I think what it is, it's Nash has just lost the team. He has lost the team. And he lo- really lost the team over the summer when KD, you know, when they, when they staged the power play on him. I like the way Cy stayed behind Nash. I like the way Cy, you know, has condemned Kyrie. He can't do anything more. The league needs to suspend Kyrie. Yep. You know, that's like the, he can't do anything more on Kyrie. So it's not like, hey, you fired the coach, but you didn't suspend the player um, who made the anti-Semitic remarks? So I think I actually think Sai is trying to do everything that he can with this uh, group that he's handed, you know, two hundred million dollars to or more, you know. Now, you know, at, at, you know, at this point, but this just reeks of the current status of the NBA right now, and it's and, and I understand why some people get fed up with it. I love the NBA, but I hate the way that it has become fantasy sports. And it's not like Nash is so removed, but the guys who are coaching now, I've heard them say it. I've heard them say it privately or, or secondhand to people. It's like a different league from when they were playing eight years ago, nine years ago, 10 years ago, because of, you know, really because of social media and, um, you know, and, and because of money, because the money that the players have and the leverage that players have. Just wild. Steve Nash, again, if you're just joining us, fired as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. All of this while the Kyrie Irving saga rolls on. Steve Palatino with us. Ask Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. I want to ask you uh, about the, the topic we've been discussing well before the Nets made that move, but we're relitigating the class of 2020 quarterbacks because we saw Joe Burrow just flat out bad. The Bengals bad. No shows last night in a loss to the Browns. Two is an MVP candidate. Jalen Hurts also so is he's the quarterback of the only undefeated team and then of course there's Justin Herbert who as I said Steve if you're going to draw a picture of the perfect quarterback it would look like Justin Herbert with his size and the cannon arm and the entire thing we're power ranking them so this is in a vacuum with their full complement of offensive weapons and their coaching staffs how do you rank them right now and I say Tua, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Theo says Hurts, Tua, Herbert Burrow. Stone, he's obsessed with Burrow. He has him number one, followed by Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Tua Tungavailoa. How would you rank the four right now? Yeah, I've been listening. This is a great, interesting talk. Um, one question I just need to clarify. Mm-hmm. Is this if I'm drafting right now? No. Am I betting on these guys for the next 10 years, no, knowing this is, what they no, have? This is, as of, this is right now, November 1st, 2022. Who do I want ne- next week? Like next week, who 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 do I want? Yep, it could, like this it could change. Moment? It could change. This is yeah. at this exact moment, right? Tua will always be last for me, just because I think he has some limitations, and I think he's one hit away from his career ending. He just has like an RG three vibe, you know, to me. Where I don't know that we're ever going to really get to see him in full because he, you know, again, he has. You have to put a special offense around him, which, by the way, the Dolphins have generally done a very good job 
you know, with, but they, you know, Tyreek Hills don't grow on trees. So I don't know that he's the type of guy that's going to make everyone of him better. He's a solid game manager. So he's, he's last, he's last for me. Right now I have to put Burrow at third, you know, um, and I have to say he was a one hit, one hit wonder, uh, but it doesn't, I don't know if he ever gets back. Like if Joe Burrow never gets back to the Super Bowl from now, we might have already seen him at his best. So I think right now I look at probably Hertz two and Herbert one for the aforementioned reasons, sort of prototypical, you know, Herbert. Herbert also has shown an incredible ability to withstand hits. You see how much yeah. he gets hit and how much he gets pounded? And he's in there. So I, I would kind of bet on his physical gifts. Um, Hertz is really showing something, and I wouldn't be surprised if Hertz uh, surpasses Herbert, then Burrow, and then I have Tua. I know you love Tua, Ken. Uh, I just don't see how you can think that he is going to last in today's NFL. Offenses completely have to be built around him getting rid of the ball in two seconds on screens and flats and short outs because he can't do anything else. That's okay. I'm used to the hate. I'm used to the haters out there. And you, you can take your high school offense there with the Giants, Steve, and I'll take two up getting the ball out in 2.3 seconds, okay? I'll take that. It's fine. It's totally fine. Now, now, Steve, I wanted to uh, I wanted to run this by you, too, because Theo, we were talking about trick-or-treating in the last couple of days, and Theo said that no kids were going to come by the secret trap house he's currently uh, hey, living in because they his current home is getting worked on. So no kids came by whatsoever. I did want to ask you, though, uh, what's the plan when the Politziners go out trick-or-treating and nobody's home, but you still want to make sure that the neighborhood kids are taken care of? What was your game plan for Halloween last night? Oh, well, so yeah, we're in a very active, you know, Halloween um, neighborhood. So we do shifts. Um, and also, you know, my kids are now where we don't have to be walking necessarily with them. But we want to walk and see the neighbors, see the friends, imbibe in some of the, uh, you know, Halloween. Sure. Um, the spirits. You know, things that are out there. Yeah. You know, spirits, the spirits of Halloween. So, um, you know, safely walking. So when we walk around, um, we, we divvy it up. We have uh, my wife that stays and man's. And I walk around and say some hellos, and then we flip, you know, and we, and we flip. We never leave, and I know we've talked about this, we never leave the unmanned candy scenario because you just can't, you just can't trust kids. And I don't know if you would have trusted us 20, 30 years ago on, <laughs> um, you know, leave me a bowl. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, you give a kid an open bowl of candy, nobody's around, come on. Um, so we do that. We also deploy, and I've seen other people do this, we deploy the grandparents. You know, ah. hey, hey, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. Can you watch it for uh, 30 minutes and make sure each kid only gets one? So that's the way That's the way we do it, wow. and that's the way we, we split it up. And I think it worked pretty successfully yesterday. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Let's get to a question from uh, from a fan here. Again, ask Steve, Steve Politziner, with us here on ESPN 106.3, a founder of ESPN West Palm, uh, president of the parent company of ESPN West Palm, Good Karma Brands. Now, this is from Lance in Lake Worth, and uh, this seems almost like this is a little bit of marriage strife. So we've got to be very sensitive with this, Steve, okay? My wife and I used to make holiday shopping a routine, but now she loves online shopping. I miss physically walking into a store or the mall. I don't know how to confront her about it. What do I do? Okay, cool. So good point. It's, a, uh, I think, a very common situation now where people have moved to online uh, e-commerce. Others just haven't you know, made that jump. But this says to me that this is about time together. 
So I think that mm-hmm. the, the bigger thing is, is if you're going to be a guy, and we know how hard it is for guys to show emotion, you know, I go to her and say, look, I know you enjoy the online shopping, but I like us going together somewhere. So if we're not going to go together and shop together, let's either, we, let's rep- we need to replace it with something or let's go together. We could still look at things. We don't have to buy the things. You could then go and buy them, buy them online, but I like the experience of doing that together. So, I mean, how does, it, how does a husband lose in saying that? And how does a wife not be happy yes. that a husband expressed that? So there's where you go. This isn't necessarily about how you shop. This is about being together, and that's the way I would position it. And perhaps if the husband is uneasy about confronting his wife about this, there are deeper problems there mm. than just the act of going holiday shopping or, or not going holiday shopping. I agree, and, and, and maybe he is... Also, not thrilled that she's what you know spending this. You know, it's so easy to just shop online, right? right? So, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's a deeper thing. I'm worried that she's going crazy with the online shopping. That uh, again, you got to determine. Pick your poison. But I would go with the angle of let's. It's fun. We. It's an. It's an activity we do together. That way, you can still browse together. She wants to complete the transaction online. That's fine. But you could still browse together and still uh, retain some of that uh, enjoyment that they had as a coupling activity. Steve, I wanted to to end with this because uh, I was telling Stone and Theo about this, how uh, and I live on my ESPN app, whether it's scores, whether it's watching stuff, uh, streaming. I do everything on my ESPN app. But on on Sunday morning, I had forgotten until I woke up. I was very groggy from the night before calling an FAU upset win over UAB. Go Owls. Um, but uh, I had forgotten there was a 9.30 Russell Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence showdown in London. So instead of firing up the phone, what I decided to do was get on my smart TV. I've never used the ESPN app or ESPN Plus, though, on my smart TV because everything's just through the phone. It took me three whole possessions to, to, to get the app loaded up and to remember the username and password and to get on and watch the the game and all that stuff. Um, I was wondering for you, whether it's Amazon or Apple for Major League Baseball or ESPN for college football or now the NFL, how much time do you spend watching sports on your phone over sports on on an actual TV? Right, and I think what you're saying, too, with the app is, you know, right now most people have, many people have smart TVs. We know cable attrition continues at record rate. So I have... You know, smart TVs that have all my apps and same thing. I put them in once right when I loaded them up and then when you actually need them, it might take a couple of minutes. This says to me, you just need to have your passwords handier, Ken. And I'm going to give you uh, a simple solution. Okay. Um, I'm not promoting like an app here. This is what I do. I have, I'm sure like all you all, I have dozens and dozens of passwords and sometimes you just have to create one for just something right, right there. Every single Password, and maybe someone's going to hack me now as a result. But Please, I, this I was is what say, I would do. don't do this, okay? Steve. Don't do this. This is what I advise. This is what I advise. I save them like I save a contact, just like I save a contact. Let's say it's, um, uh, you know, a um, a retailer or something. I just save it like I save a contact in my in my Outlook. I have ESPN Plus as a contact, and then under the notes, I have my login and password because then there's a way I can quickly. I never have. I I, I don't pretend that i can remember them all right so you know they're there that's now, good if you're really efficient in a moment of downtime kids are asleep just go through your smart tv go through all the apps in your smart tv and make sure you're signed in just go through and sign yourself in sign yourself into disney plus 
Sign yourself into ESPN Plus. Sign yourself into Netflix. Sign yourself into YouTube. So you're, it, you know, whatever you have, so you're ready to go when it is that moment of truth. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. For some reason, that Sunday game, I don't know if it's because there weren't a lot. You know, neither team has a ton of fantasy starters. Right. So, like, I, there wasn't just – there wasn't a lot of buzz. Also, Jacksonville's basically like a home London team now. It's no big deal when Jacksonville's playing there. They've played more than any other team, uh, you know, in London. And I think because of the, the shine of Russell Wilson, the Broncos has totally evaporated. There was no buzz about that game. None. Absolutely none. Uh, again, the Capital One Orange Bowl presents Steve Politzian or Ask Steve's here on Ken LaVica Live. Real quick, before we talk about the Capital One Orange Bowl, uh, this is your weekly Matt Rule update. We know you're a big mm. Matt Rule fan, and so we have a new leader in the clubhouse uh, for a Matt Rule destination, and it is indeed Auburn. What do you think about that? Oh, I love it. I think Matt Rule would be Matt Rule would be great, and you know, Auburn is really hurting right now. You get somebody in there that had a winning pedigree in college in college at Baylor, like he did. Always like a you know the hot name that you can possibly bring back out, you know, a non SEC name, and then we'll see. He either you know for all you have to do is get hired in college football. If Jimbo Fisher gets bought out. <laughs> For $95 million, tell me what is a better um, career strategy than getting hired as a head college football coach. It's, Matt it's Rule amazing. should walk in and say, hey, can you please hire me? I'll go, th- I'll go three and eight my first season. I'll have a decent second season. I'll get us back to bowl eligible at six wins. Midway through my third season, when it doesn't look like I'm going to make a bowl and I have three wins, just fire me and hand me the $40 million. <laughs> Deal? Okay. That's the worst case scenario. (laughs) And Auburn, by the way, now paying two coaches their buyout buyout money currently. So uh, you're right. Being a fired college coach is truly the American dream. And maybe Matt Rule will at some (laughs) point bring Auburn to the Capital One Orange Bowl. And we're coming up on Orange Bowl season, Steve. Aren't we? Uh, Legendary college football game, the Capital One Orange Bowl, December 30th, Hard Rock Stadium. We know two of the greatest teams in the country will face off under the lights in a night game in one of college football's oldest traditions. Check out orangebowl.org for tickets. Steve, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Theo, I love it. Seven seconds or less, seven games or less. <laughs> you, better call your, you better call your intellectual property attorney right now and patent that. Yes, and, yes. Uh, I need to get that trademark. Someone also explained to Theo what intellectual property is too, oh. and I know Stone won't be, and I know Stone won't be able to do that. So Ken, <laughs> right you'll have to take head. it for everybody. Yeah. Okay. See you guys later, Steve. Later. That's Steve Polizziner again, Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, founder of ESPN West Palm, and the president of the parent company of ESPN West Palm, Good Karma Brands. When we return. Yet another Halloween run-in for yours truly in the trick-or-treating realm. I think I've finally learned a lesson. Also, nice to see New York media is carrying water for an anti-Semite. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. There are not from the Anajar in the There are not many things simple in life especially trying to get places here in South Florida. I can't tell you 
How many times over the last year and a half, certainly since the pandemic started, that people have moved down here and they're like, man, Ken, is traffic always this bad? Uh, yeah. And it's getting worse the more and more that people flock down here to South Florida. And the mere thought some days of me having to leave my house, go to work, come back, pick up the kids, knowing how long it's going to take me because everything's gridlock. It's daunting. It's really, really daunting. And it flat out sucks. I don't know any other way to put it. So that's why when I do have a night where I can enjoy myself, kick my feet up, go to the heat game, enjoy seeing the heat at FTX Arena, I ain't driving. I ain't driving. You can count on that. I'm taking the train, that big yellow train, the bright line. It is a godsend. It is a lifesaver. And honestly, it is such a help for the mental health because you're not sitting behind brake lights going down to FTX Arena. You're taking the bright line train from the West Palm Station to the Fort Lauderdale Station. You're headed to Miami Central Station. You're doing into the snap of a finger. You're getting the premium seats if you choose, which I do. You're getting the snacks in the premium lounge at the station, the drinks. Same story once you get on the train. And you go down, you walk the block and a half to FTX Arena, and you see the heat, and then there's three buzzer beater trains, so you're never going to miss it. Game ends, you head back to Miami Central Station, you get on the buzzer beater train, and you head home, all in the comforts, the air conditioning, the Wi-Fi comforts, and the food and drink of Brightline. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. It can be for anyone. It's perfect for the family. Say a Saturday afternoon, you want to go to a museum, the Children's Museum in Fort Lauderdale. Brightline. Want to go to the beach in Fort Lauderdale or head to Brickle. Brightline. Guys, come on. Do something for yourself for once. God knows life is taxing enough on everybody. Do something where you can enjoy yourself and actually enjoy South Florida without gridlock traffic. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Real quick, I do want to mention this. It happened this morning and I know that it has a lot of people bleeped up uh, Migos loses takeoff this morning. He gets shot. He was with he was with um, Quavo. He was with Quavo. Yep. at a bowling alley in Houston. Right? It was. Uh, I thought it was House of Blues, but they were at like some House kind of, of private party. It okay. was. It's kind of. Well, they're playing dice. Yeah, they were shooting dice, and takeoff gets murdered. Takeoff shot right in front of Quavo. In front of Quavo, Jay Prince was there, who was like, mm-hmm. you know, mob ties, who runs the city and stuff. So it's weird stuff. I'm waiting to see what comes out from this. What is but happening? Oh, this, this what set, is happening? It's twenty, what, twenty eight, twenty nine years old. Twenty eight, twenty eight. A star, like literally the soundtrack to my college years at Hampton, like YRN, Migos, like we was culture. It's now, tough. Um, Offset hasn't really been a part of that for a while now, right? Offset, it's been about a, it's about a, not even a full year, but like it's been a weird separation. They addressed it like earlier, like early October, they addressed it on Wax, like that Offset kind of going solo, but mm-hmm. the Migos were now just Quavo and Takeoff. So that's why I don't even think Offset was with them that night. Mm-hmm. Nope. So. And they put out a, uh, uh, Takeoff and Quavo put out a, a new a video LP. like Monday, right? Yeah. They were doing their own thing. They were a duo. And Offset was, you know, doing his own solo thing. It's sad. It's so senseless and stupid. Those dudes are, and a thing that people are just now realizing today that I thought was common knowledge, like, they're related. They're not just a rap group. Right, right. Isn't Quavo, isn't Quavo his uncle? He's uncle, and and Takeoff and Offset are brothers. Yeah, I read some texts on Twitter, and you can't 
really trust him, but it just said that he was being weird all night, and it all who? happened so fast. Who, Takeoff? Takeoff. Just said he was in, in a mood all night. These were text messages. But that dude never talked. That's the thing. Never talked. That's the like, thing. Is what I'm, could he have possibly said for that to happen? It's it it. There's no he, for anything. No, no matter what he said or did, even he if he was that. even if he was loud and yeah yeah, yeah he, like Quavo. He's loud. Yeah, he's he's got a temper. Like, but you're right. Nothing you that he could have said yeah. would have was was uh, should have led to murder. It's it's what we're like six seven hours removed from when it happened and all of it shook out. So I guess things will come out. We'll get more details. But like at the end of the day, it's like we have to find conflict resolution. Like they talk about how they don't teach us taxes in school. I think they don't teach us enough conflict resolution. But there even, has to be better ways. I don't. Even, but there are better ways. Clearly, but even if he wasn't the target, somebody shot the gun on uh, purpose because of some kind of conflict that arose. So. I'm telling you though, I think we're past the point of of conflict resolution. Like I this morning dropping off my girls at the car loop at, at their school, mm. and it's two lanes, all right? It's a it's a loop and then the sidewalk to get into the school is on the left side and so it's two lanes of cars. So the cars on the the outside, you have to have cars stop so that the kids can walk across to get to the sidewalk to go into the school. I'm just trying to paint a little bit of a yeah. picture with it. These two little kids get out of their mom's van on on the outside lane and so this other car has to stop so these two kids can go across, like probably five and six years old, to get to the sidewalk. And this dude, this mother bleeper in his car, starts honking at him. These five and six-year-olds walking to get to this sidewalk to get into the school. And this D-bag is honking at them, angry. Go! Hurry! I almost got out of my damn car. Ooh, I would have loved that. I mean, but, but who does that? What is that nonsense? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think we're past the point of any conflict resolution. Like We can say all we want, oh, be nice, be better. But when you have Kyrie was right about the Jews being, um, being, being lit up across TIAA Bank Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, and the leader of the state doesn't say a damn thing about it, and on buildings in Jacksonville, and down in Weston – swastikas are being spray-painted on street signs down there, and you've got Kyrie Irving throwing out all this anti-Semitic nonsense and then getting defensive about it when he's rightly questioned about it, and Kyrie still playing, and the head coach of the Nets gets fired. We're past that point. There's no conflict resolution anymore. So, of course, we're having 29-year-old superstars getting gunned down over a dice game. It's It's stupid. It's sick. It's it's uh it just sucks that you know takeoff was probably the most widely beloved of the Migos. Oh my goodness, yes. you know, yeah. like he was for most considered the best rapper of the three, even though he was maybe the least known, like the the least known, you know, publicly the least that he doesn't talk as much in the interviews and whatnot. Quavo is really like the lead singer. Offset has the whole thing with Cardi B, mm-hmm. whereas Takeoff was just chilling and rapping. Like it just here's is, the baby. Yeah. It, it, for it just sucks. You don't want to see anybody die, but like take off, it just really does. It hits a certain, it, it pulls on a certain heartstring, man. I've been I've been harping on this one for a long time, and main character syndrome is I think the kind of the downfall of what's going on right now. You talked about the guy in the car line, like that guy clearly thinks where he has to go, is what more he's important. doing in his You're day right. is more important. You're right. For this guy shooting dice, no matter what the argument was, no matter what the conflict was, for you to think that your feelings were hurt enough or you're important of enough of a guy. To take somebody's life 
and to not even think about that guy's life and how he's had an effect on everybody. Like you do think your life's more important to the fact where you do pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. And the, the same can be said about everybody. Kyrie Irving, he doesn't really care about the things that he's saying and who it hurts because he thinks that he's the most important, that he's the main he character has that in the platform, story. Right, and, and he knows all and he's right. the intellectual. But I also think that's a semblance of insecurity because Kyrie needs to spread that message. He needs to send that message, and that's why when someone like Nick Friedel of ESPN calls him out on it, just dares address it in his presence, it suddenly becomes an affront to to his existence. How dare you? How could you? Yeah. How could you walk in front of my car? I'm a grown man, and I have places to be. That is just the absolute apex of insecurity. And honestly, it's pathetic. And it's sad. And it makes you less of a man. Less of a man. Kyrie can sit here and say, oh, well, I do my research. And I know my roots. Now, he watches YouTube clips. And then he espouses them as if they're fact to try and make himself sound smart again because he's insecure. Because he wants people to think he knows more than they do. I think at the core, that's all insecurity. And I love that. And I also think it has a lot to do with social media and reassurance. Oh, like it absolutely you're, does. You're not allowed to tell somebody no anymore. Like You have to tell them that you know whatever they said, something in there was right because you're entitled to your own thoughts. So social media, just reassurance, participation, trophies, it's all led to what we're talking about right now. I just think that Kyrie still is, is he's doing a lot of that half-baked and then put it out stuff, and I just don't give a damn about anything he has to say about, you know, how no. this world works. Or like I, I've been ignoring it for a while, but it continues to be stories well, because it, it, it... This is this is why, and, and I agree, Like you should not give a damn about what yeah. he has to say. And we shouldn't give a damn about what he has to say because what he has to say is not accurate it's and it's baked. dangerous and yeah. it's half-baked but and and this is on me for not talking about this sooner and so for those of you who are jewish palm beach county south florida treasure coast i do apologize but i can't sit here and this is the most populated area of the country when it comes to the jewish population okay and the jewish population is actually surprisingly small in the United States. The highest concentration of Jewish people is right here in this listening area. I thought it would have been in New York. I didn't I didn't realize that. It New York's is down too small. It, it, this in this concentrated area. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, saying, the yeah. highest concentrated yeah. area of Jewish population. Obviously, very very large population all things considered in yeah. New York, but as far as concentrated is yeah. concerned, per capita this, right, right here yeah. exactly. Okay. So, I apologize for not saying something about this before Tuesday, November 1st. But I will be damned if I'm going to sit here and I'm going to continue to have dopes online and dopes even in this listing area who are going to have Kyrie throwing out the most dangerous tropes about Jewish people. They control the media. They control finances. They're involved in basketball from a monetary perspective. Those are all of the things that have led to people persecuting that specific population of people. Extrapolate that over centuries and centuries and centuries. It's that thought process that led to atrocities like the Holocaust. It has led those tropes 
those tropes, those thoughts, those inaccurate fallacies that have led to the continued, um, the continued poor thought and poor treatment of the Jewish population. And all Kyrie is doing, thinking that he's smarter than somebody else, thinking that he's smarter than you by pushing those, by promoting films that are anti-Semitic. He's trying to make a point that he has no idea where it's going. He has no idea what he's talking about. He is taking these theories and he is then expanding them into these dangerous mindsets where people jump on board in a society that's now so prone to conspiracy theory and believing the conspiracy theory coming off of what Kanye was saying. Kanye's trying to make himself out to be a victim now when he was pushing the same tropes, the exact same tropes. And they are going to sit there and they are going to have people jump on board and say, you know what? Kanye's right about the Jews. They have too much power. They control all the money and all the banks. You see why that's dangerous, right? Those tropes, because then it has people turning against Jewish people. For what? For what? These are dangerous, dangerous inaccuracies that lead to violence. We just had a politician with her husband's kneecaps broken because some jackass psychopath was going to walk in with hammers and it cost her. All because he got caught up in the internet. Mm. I mean, this is the thing. You can put connect the dots, put two and two together. But this population down here in South Florida and in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, with such a cultural diversity and with such a proud Jewish population, for them to have to sit there and hear this dumbass in Brooklyn, like what you, with how you put it, Theo, these half-baked thoughts about the Jewish people because he's trying to make some point when he has no concept whatsoever about what a trope is and why what he says is dangerous. Coming off of what Kanye has done, I feel for these people. I feel for the Jewish population because it's the same garbage over and over and over and over again into the year 2022. We're still wrought with anti-Semitism, and it's reaching the highest levels of our entertainment. To be honest with you, the, the, the weird thing about all of this is that it, it didn't, it wasn't as prevalent of a, of a thing it felt like even like two years ago. I'm not saying that it wasn't going on, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't in our in our sphere as much that some people are learning in these coming weeks right. what anti-Semitism is. Well, here's like, the problem. It's becoming trendy to yeah. be anti-Semitic now. Yeah. And Kyrie and Kanye are a big part of that. And that's what I was going to say. Like they, Part of the problem with all of this is that kind of similar to when, when uh, what Myers Leonard uh, yes. on, when he let that let out what he said on Call of Duty Warzone that one time. Like People learned about it right. after he Including did it. Including him. Yeah, he did. Like people, they're popularizing right. these things that, for a while, even though it probably was still going on behind closed doors, at least it wasn't so mainstream and right. it wasn't something that people even gave thought to or started watching documentaries well, on and whatnot. Like now we're we're reliving some things right. that I thought that we were trying to work through. Well, Myers Leonard lost his career over the anti-Semitic slur yeah. that he uttered, and should he should he have? I don't know that's debatable he also do i feel badly over it yeah kind of but man you've got to know what that word means especially living in south florida as long as he did that said you i mean i know where you're going theo he showed attrition immediately that dude was showing up to temples yeah i covered that story when you he was, were there yeah, when he was i interviewed him after 
Yeah, it was in Boca Raton, I believe. He could not have been more apologetic and more regretful for what he did. He also just, you know, part of it is he he was dispensable in the NBA at that point. Yeah, too. he's Myers Leonard. He's Myers Leonard. So right. I think if he was a guy that had the talent of, quote-unquote, Kyrie Irving or somebody, at least, you know, a guy that can help a team win, he might have been able True. to make his way Kyrie's back. Kyrie's still starting. Kyrie's still starting, and he hasn't really even been forgiven by the right. Jewish community where at least Myers Leonard had that going for him. He just – basketball was kind of over for him. I mean, if I'm the Jewish community, I have no faith in Kyrie Irving, no hope, and I don't give a damn about the man, about Isn't the person. the ownership group with the Nets, aren't they yeah. – yeah, so – but but I want you to listen to, and this is why someone like Kyrie continues to double down, fight Nick Friedel of ESPN when questioning about his anti-Semitic takes and promoting anti-Semitic movies. This is why Kyrie continues to think that what he's doing is okay, and it's thinking outside of the box, and it's him being a free thinker. By the way, it's funny how all the free thinkers get so offended when they're merely questioned about their free thinking. You would think free thinkers would actually want to hear different points of view and understand why what they're saying is nonsense. But this is Scoop B. Scoop B. He is the NBA insider for Bally Sports across the country. He was on Picks 11 in New York, and I want you to hear this defense of Kyrie Irving last night on Picks 11. Here's Scoop B. Start with Kyrie. Uh, what about Kyrie using his platform? Should athletes be responsible uh, for what they post on social media? I think athletes are responsible, uh, but I'll add this personally. Um, I am of the belief um, that not only should, I believe that anti-black as well as anti-Semitism statements should never be used, um, but I think when covering me, myself covering Kyrie, it's never as easy as one, two, three. Um, and I think that in this instance, um, there are a couple things um, that stand out to me. Number one, context. Um, so that tweet that had uh, the Amazon Prime uh, link uh, did not have any captions attached to it. And so um, I understand the way Kyrie thinks in a lot of aspects, but I think in this one, it was open to so much interpretation. What? Um, and, you know, in, in just conversation with folks uh, in the know, um, they shared with me that he is not anti-Semitic, um, oh, but that okay. in this instance, it was part of his journey. He, if you, It was expressed to me that if you even look at um, his, his Twitter uh, main photo, it has a list of all of the different symbols for different races and, and different religious backgrounds, whether it's Jewish, whether it's you know Muslim, whether it's Christian, the sign of the cross and the myriad of other things. But I think this backlash um, is, is really in poor taste um, because he is in a contract year. And, I, and I'll, be, I'll even take it a step further. Um, when you look at this instance here, if the Nets were 5-0, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh my I think God. that when you look at a team that is one in four and we're focusing on the issue that is an Amazon Prime link that has over, at that point, I think 1,200 reviews and four and a half stars, we're getting away from the game. You know, Kyrie, to me, as well as Kevin Durant are the two leading scorers. When you go down the list, they're 30-plus scorers. And then you look down the list, Nicholas Claxton is the third leading scorer at 11 points per game. We should be talking about the Nets and their dynamic more than we should be talking about uh, a movie. So um, I, I'm bipartisan on this. I'm very close, but I'm also just a realist. I, I don't think that this should be a conversation. And there is such a thing as kitchen table talk conversation, and I kind of followed up to that. Holy crap. Scoop B has just embarrassed himself 
and it's gone viral. I want to read you a frame from this film that Kyrie Irving promoted. And make no mistake, Scoop B, he was promoting it. When you promote a link, when you tweet a link on Twitter, unless you write, I don't condone this, you are promoting what you have just provided a link to. This film. And he also made the Amazon star. uh, Amazon, it has four and a half stars on Amazon, this film. And those defending Kyrie have said, oh, see, Amazon, it's a popular movie, and Amazon's selling it. Why aren't you getting on them? Of course, anti-Semites who are ordering the movie are going to say, oh, yeah, good, anti-Semitic movie, four stars, five stars. What an idiot. Scoop B, I'm willing to say it. What a blithering dumbass this person is. But then, oh, it's just part of his journey. Just part of Kyrie's journey. It's part of his journey. This is a screenshot from the movie he was promoting. The Jews have established five major falsehoods which work to conceal their nature and protect their status and power. To wit, that six million Jews were killed in a Holocaust during World War II. That's basically saying the Holocaust was fake. Mm. That they've just perpetuated it. That, that, that's part of Kyrie's journey. We're going to give him a pass for that. We're going to make an excuse for him for that. Scoop B. Ah, uh, we wouldn't be talking about this if the Nets were 5-0. Were and oh. You blithering dumbass. Yeah. I mean, how does that make it to air? <laughs> they, they play in Brooklyn again tonight. And there's we, no Jewish people there. And we saw what happened last night. like night. Williamsburg out there or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm curious to what's going to happen here tonight because he will start. They had the, the, the people with the shirts they on. They did. Um, last night. Courtside. Yeah, they, they were courtside when they were playing the Pacers and they invite the Bulls into Brooklyn tonight. So I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Do we? All right. I'll just ask the question because I don't know and I'm not going to jump on it. You, we believe here, you're, you're saying Kyrie's definitely an anti-Semite. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't know if I would. I, I saw him tweet the link. I've seen him defend his, his position. He may not know it, but he's an anti-Semite. Based on his language, based yeah. on his beliefs, he's an anti-Semite. Yes, he might he might say he's not an anti-Semite yeah. because, oh, I have no problem seeing yarmulkes. That doesn't mean that you... Uh, uh, I and, and part of his belief, part of his belief is that he comes from the black tribes that were the original Jews. Yes, yes. That's part of his belief, okay? Right. That also though, is a theory that white supremacists across the world have latched onto to thumb their nose at the Jews. Because they're the fake Jews. They're the fake Jews. So he might not... This is the thing, though. God forbid he look at these theories and what these hate groups have latched onto to perpetuate this. And, He's not smart enough to do and that. And I was saying, like, maybe, that, maybe that's what they mean by it's part of his... There's, that's, Maybe he's still learning it, and he tweeted that link a little too soon. You know, like I'm not trying to give the dude a pass at all. I of course. just I would hope that it's he doesn't seem like a guy that has hate in his heart. He just seems like a guy that still that's hasn't figured it all out yet. I would agree, and or figured anything out yet. But I would that's agree. the thing. This is a guy who doesn't know a thing about a thing, but he's, but he's gonna get on social media yeah, and act like he knows a thing about a thing because he's a free thinker he, and he's open minded. He's got Joe Rogan disease. He acts like he knows all, but. But very, it's obvious he knows very little. So that's the problem right now. He's Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Got a couple of good things for you. One's tonight, the other is till the end of the year. 
Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tonight, it is a Game 3 World Series watch party at the Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Game 3, Astros-Phillies 1-1. The gates open one hour prior to first pitch, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Admission to the watch party will not be permitted after the fifth inning. So you can show up late, just don't come after the fifth inning. Admission is free, parking is free, concessions are open, bring the family, and have a great time. It's as simple as that. Game 3, World Series, watch party, ballpark of the Palm Beaches. If you don't know, that's Haverhill Road in West Palm. Admission is free. Parking is free. Just come and watch the World Series. Love it. Can't beat that. Bring the family. It's going to be beautiful tonight. Go Strohs. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. The spring training home of the Houston Astros. Yes, sir. It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Check it out tonight. Get there right around. I would say, I don't know, 615, 637 o'clock. I'd get there. I'd get yeah. there. That would be my plan. And then... There's your air conditioning. In case you didn't notice, it's hot, and it's uncomfortable, and it's gross. And yes, it's November 1st. That is case in point why you need AC 24-7. And right now, it is the blowout sale at EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Right now, all in-stock ACs, you have a chance at a $750 rebate. You cannot beat that. A chance at a $750 rebate. All you have to do is go to edsairconditioning.com, find out more, and give them a call. EDS is, yes, the blowout sale. Take advantage of it. All in-stock units, chance at a $750 rebate. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Theo, you're back on Friday, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Can't I'll be wait. back Friday with Theo. Stone and I are back tomorrow. No Jeanette, because she's over in Italy. She's been texting us from she Italy. Has she already misses at, us. A weird time. Italy. Let's, <laughs> say, let's see if we can WhatsApp her and get Ooh. her just like buzzed. Mm, Not drunk, but buzzed before like she it. gets drunk. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to her tomorrow. I like that. All I right. like that idea. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye now. Ghost Rose. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. There are not from the Anajar and the There are not many things simple in life. Especially trying to get places here in South Florida. I can't tell you how many times over the last year and a half, certainly since the pandemic started, that people have moved down here and they're like, man, Ken, is traffic always this bad? Uh, yeah. And it's getting worse the more and more that people flock down here to South Florida. And the mere thought some days of me having to leave my house, go to work, come back, pick up the kids, knowing how long it's going to take me because everything's gridlock. It's daunting. It's really, really daunting, and it flat out sucks. I don't know any other way to put it. So that's why when I do have a night where I can enjoy myself, kick my feet up, go to the heat game, enjoy seeing the heat at FTX Arena, I ain't driving. I ain't driving. You can count on that. I'm taking the train, that big yellow train, the bright line. It is a godsend. It is a lifesaver. And honestly, it is such a help for the mental health because you're not sitting behind brake lights going down to FTX Arena 
You're taking the Brightline train from the West Palm Station to the Fort Lauderdale Station. You're headed to Miami Central Station. You're doing into the snap of a finger. You're getting the premium seats if you choose, which I do. You're getting the snacks in the premium lounge at the station. The drinks, same story once you get on the train. And you go down, you walk the block and a half to FTX Arena, and you see the heat, and then there's three buzzer beater trains, so you're never going to miss it. Game ends. You head back to Miami Central Station, you get on the buzzer beater train, and you head home. All in the comforts, the air conditioning, the Wi-Fi comforts, and the food and drink of Brightline. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. It can be for anyone. It's perfect for the family. Say a Saturday afternoon, you want to go to a museum, the Children's Museum in Fort Lauderdale. Brightline. Want to go to the beach in Fort Lauderdale or head to Brickell? Brightline. Guys, come on. Do something for yourself for once. God knows life is taxing enough on everybody. Do something where you can enjoy yourself and actually enjoy South Florida without gridlock traffic. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Real quick, I do want to mention this. It happened this morning, and I know that it has a lot of people bleeped up. Uh, Migos loses takeoff this morning. He gets shot. He was with he was with um, Quavo. He was with Quavo. Yep. At a bowling alley in Houston, right? It was, uh, I thought it was House of Blues, but they were at like some House kind of, of private party. It okay. was, it's kind of. Well, they're playing dice. Yeah, they were shooting dice. And Takeoff gets murdered. Takeoff shot. Right in killed, front of Quavo. In front of Quavo. Jay Prince was there, who was like, mm-hmm. you know, mob ties, who runs the city and stuff. So it's weird stuff. I'm waiting to see what comes out from this. What is but happening? Oh. This, this what set, is happening? He's 20, what, 28, 29 years old? 28. 28. A star, like literally the soundtrack to my college years at Hampton, like YRN, Migos, like we was culture. It's now, tough. Um, Offset hasn't really been a part of that for a while now, right? Offset, it's been about a, it's about a not even a full year, but like it's been a weird separation. They addressed it like earlier, like early October. They addressed it on Wax, like that Offset kind of going solo, mm-hmm. but the Migos were now just Quavo and Takeoff. So that's why I only think Offset was with them that night. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, and they put out a, a, a takeoff, and Quavo put out a, a new a video LP. like Monday, right? Yeah, they were doing their own thing. They were a duo, and Offset was, you know, doing his own solo thing. It's sad. It's it so senseless and stupid. Those dudes are in, in a thing that people are just now realizing today that I thought was common knowledge. Like they're related. They're not just a rap right, group. Right. Isn't Quavo, isn't Quavo Quavo's, his uncle? He's uncle and uh and Takeoff and Offset are brothers. Yeah, I read some texts on Twitter, and you can't really trust them, but it just said that he was being weird all night, and it all Who? happened so fast. Who, Takeoff? Takeoff. Just said he was in, in a mood all night. These were text messages. But that dude never talked. That's the thing. Never it's, talked. That's the like, thing. Is what I, could he have possibly said for that to happen? It's, it... it <laughs> There's no he, for anything. No, no matter what he said or did, even he if he was, that. even if he was loud and yeah, yeah, yeah he, like Quavo, he's loud. Yeah, he's he's got a temper. Like, but you're right. Nothing you expect, that he could have said yeah. would have it, it, was was uh, should have led to murder. It's it's what we're like six seven hours removed from when it happened and all of it shook out. So I guess things will come out. We'll get more details. But like at the end of the day, it's like we have to find conflict resolution. Like, they talk about how they don't teach us taxes in school. I think they don't teach us enough conflict resolution. But there even, has to be better ways. I don't even, but there are better ways, clearly. But even if he wasn't the target, somebody shot the gun on yeah. purpose because of some kind of conflict that arose. So. I'm telling you, though, I think we're past the point of, of conflict resolution. I, I, this morning, dropping off my girls at the car loop at, at their school, mm. 
and it's two lanes, all right? It's a it's a loop, and then the sidewalk to get into the school is on the left side, and so it's two lanes of cars. So the cars on the the outside, you have to have cars stop so that the kids can walk across to get to the sidewalk to go into the school. I'm just trying to paint a little bit of a yeah. picture with it. These two little kids get out of their mom's van on on the outside lane, and so this other car has to stop. So these two kids can go across, like probably five and six years old, to get to the sidewalk. And this dude, this mother bleeper in his car, starts honking at him. These five and six-year-olds walking to get to this sidewalk to get into the school. And this D-bag is honking at them, angry. Go! Hurry! I almost got out of my damn car. Ooh, I would have loved that. I mean, but but who does that? What is that nonsense? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think we're past the point of any conflict resolution. Like, we can say all we want, oh, be nice, be better. But when you have Kyrie was right about the Jews being um, being being lit up across TIAA Bank Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, and... The leader of the state doesn't say a damn thing about it. And on buildings in Jacksonville and down in Weston, swastikas are being spray painted on street signs down there. And you've got Kyrie Irving throwing out all this anti-Semitic nonsense and then getting defensive about it when he's rightly questioned about it. And Kyrie's still playing and the head coach of the Nets gets fired. We're past that point. There's no conflict resolution anymore. So, of course... We're having 29-year-old superstars getting gunned down over a dice game. It's it's stupid. It's sick. It's it's uh it just sucks that, you know, takeoff was probably the most widely beloved of the Migos. Oh my goodness, yes. You know, yeah. like he was for most considered the best rapper of the three, even though he was maybe the least known. Like the the least known you know, publicly the least that he doesn't talk as much in the interviews and whatnot. Quavo is really like the lead singer. Offset has the whole thing with Cardi B, mm-hmm. whereas Takeoff was just chilling and rapping. Like, it just here's is, the baby. Yeah, it, it for it just sucks. You don't want to see anybody die, but like Takeoff, it just really does. It hits a certain, it, it pulls on a certain heartstring, man. I've been I've been harping on this one for a long time, and main character syndrome is I think the kind of the downfall of what's going on right now. You talked about the guy in the car line, like that guy. Clearly thinks where he has to go, it's what more he's important. doing in his You're day right. is more important. You're right. For this guy shooting dice, no matter what the argument was, no matter what the conflict was, for you to think that your feelings were hurt enough or you're important of enough of a guy to take somebody's life and to not even think about that guy's life and how he's had an effect on everybody, like you do think your life's more important to the fact where you do pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. And the, the same can be said about everybody. Kyrie Irving, he doesn't really care about the things that – He's saying, and who it hurts, because he thinks that he's the most important, that he's the main character in the story. He has that platform, right, and and he knows all, and he's the intellectual, but I also think that's a semblance of insecurity. This Kyrie needs to spread that message. He needs to send that message, and that's why when someone like Nick Friedel of ESPN calls him out on it, just dares address it in his presence, it suddenly becomes an affront to to his existence. How dare you? How could you? Yeah. How could you walk in front of my car? I'm a grown man and I have places to be. That is just the absolute apex of insecurity. And honestly, it's pathetic and it's sad. And it makes you less of a man. Less of a man. Kyrie can sit here and say, oh, well, I do my research 
and I know my roots. Now, he watches YouTube clips, and then he espouses them as if they're fact to try and make himself sound smart again because he's insecure, because he wants people to think he knows more than they do. I think at the core, that's all insecurity. And I love that, and I also think it has a lot to do with social media and reassurance. Oh, like, it absolutely you're, you're, you're not allowed to tell somebody no anymore. Like You have to tell them that you know whatever they said, something in there was right because you're entitled to your own thoughts. So social media, just reassurance, participation, trophies, it's all led to what we're talking about right now. I just think that Kyrie still is, is he's doing a lot of that half-baked and then put it out stuff, and I just don't give a damn about anything he has to say about, you know, how no. this world works. Or like, I, I've been ignoring it for a while, but it continues to be stories well, because it, 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 this is This is why, and, and I agree, Like you should not give a damn about what yeah. he has to say. And we shouldn't give a damn about what he has to say because what he has to say is not accurate it's and it's baked. dangerous and yeah. it's half baked but and and this is on me for not talking about this sooner and so for those of you who are jewish palm beach county south florida treasure coast i do apologize but i can't sit here and this is the most populated area of the country when it comes to the jewish population okay and the jewish population is actually surprisingly small in the United States. The highest concentration of Jewish people is right here in this listening area. I thought it would have been in New York. I didn't I didn't realize that. It New is York's down too here. small. It, it, this in this concentrated area. Oh, okay. it's, yeah, the yeah. highest concentrated yeah. area of Jewish population. Obviously, very very large population all things considered in yeah. New York, but as far as concentrated is yeah. concerned, per capita this, type right here. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, I apologize for not saying something about this before Tuesday, November 1st. But I will be damned if I'm going to sit here and I'm going to continue to have dopes online and dopes even in this listing area who are going to have Kyrie throwing out the most dangerous tropes about Jewish people. They control the media. They control finances. They're involved in basketball from a monetary perspective. Those are all of the things that have led to people persecuting that specific population of people. Extrapolate that over centuries and centuries and centuries. It's that thought process that led to atrocities like the Holocaust. It has led those tropes, those tropes, those thoughts, those inaccurate fallacies that have led to the continued um, the continued poor thought and poor treatment of the Jewish population. And all Kyrie is doing, thinking that he's smarter than somebody else, thinking that he's smarter than you by pushing those, by promoting films that are anti-Semitic. He's trying to make a point that he has no idea where it's going. He has no idea what he's talking about. He is taking these theories and he is then expanding them into these dangerous mindsets where people jump on board in a society that's now so prone to conspiracy theory and believing the conspiracy theory coming off of what Kanye was saying. Kanye's trying to make himself out to be a victim now when he was pushing the same tropes, the exact same tropes. And they are going to sit there and they are going to have people jump on board and say, you know what? Kanye's right about the Jews. They have too much power. They control all the money and all the banks. You see why that's dangerous, right? Those tropes, because then it has people turning against Jewish people. For what? For what? 
These are dangerous, dangerous inaccuracies that lead to violence. We just had a politician with her husband's kneecaps broken because some jackass psychopath was going to walk in with hammers and it cost her. All because he got caught up in the internet. Mm. I mean, this is the thing. You can put, connect the dots, put two and two together. But this population down here in South Florida and in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, with such a cultural diversity and with such a proud Jewish population, for them to have to sit there and hear this dumbass in Brooklyn, like what you, with how you put it, Theo, these half-baked thoughts about the Jewish people because he's trying to make some point when he has no concept whatsoever about what a trope is and why what he says is dangerous. Coming off of what Kanye has done, I feel for these people. I feel for the Jewish population because it's the same garbage over and over and over and over again into the year 2022. We're still wrought with anti-Semitism and it's reaching the highest levels of our entertainment. To be honest with you, the, the, the weird thing about all of this is that it, it didn't, it wasn't as prevalent of a, of a thing it felt like even like two years ago. I'm not saying that it wasn't going on, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't in our in our sphere as much that some people are learning in these coming weeks right. what anti-Semitism is. Well, here's like, the problem. It's becoming trendy to yeah. be anti-Semitic now. Yeah. And Kyrie and Kanye are a big part of that. And that's what I was going to say. Like they, Part of the problem with all of this is that kind of similar to when, when uh, well, Myers Leonard uh, yes. on – when he let that let out what he said on Call of Duty Warzone that one time, like people learned about it right. after he Including did it. Including him. Yeah, he did. Like people, they're popularizing right. these things that for a while, even though it probably was still going on behind closed doors, at least it wasn't so mainstream and it right. wasn't something that people even gave thought to or started watching documentaries well, on and whatnot. Like now we're, we're reliving some things right. that I thought that we were trying to work through. Well, Myers Leonard lost his career over the anti-Semitic slur yeah. that he uttered. And should he should he have? I don't know. That's debatable. He also... Do I feel badly over it? Yeah, kind of. But, man, you've got to know what that word means, especially living in South Florida as long as he did. That said, you... I mean, I know where you're going, Theo. He showed attrition immediately. That dude was showing up to temples. Yeah, I covered that story. When you he was, were there. Yeah, when he was, I interviewed him after... Yeah, it was in Boca Raton, I believe. He could not have been more apologetic and more regretful for what he did. He also just, you know, part of it is he he was dispensable in the NBA at that point. Hey, too. he's Myers Leonard. He's Myers Leonard. So right. I think if he was a guy that had the talent of, quote-unquote, Kyrie Irving or somebody, at least, you know, a guy that can help a team win, he might have been able True. to make his way Kyrie's back. Kyrie's still starting. Kyrie's still starting, and he hasn't really even been forgiven by the right. Jewish community, where at least Myers Leonard had that going for him. He just basketball was kind of over for him. I mean, if I'm the Jewish community, I have no faith in Kyrie Irving, no hope, and I don't give a damn about the man, about Isn't the person. the ownership group with the Nets, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I want you to listen to, and this is why someone like Kyrie continues to double down, fight Nick Friedel of ESPN would question it about his anti-Semitic takes and promoting anti-Semitic movies. This is why Kyrie continues to think that what he's doing is okay. And it's thinking outside of the box. And it's him being a free thinker. By the way, it's funny how all the free thinkers get so offended when they're merely questioned about their free thinking. You would think free thinkers would actually want to hear different points of view and understand why what they're saying is nonsense. But... This is 
Scoop B. Scoop B. He is the NBA insider for Bally Sports across the country. He was on Picks 11 in New York, and I want you to hear this defense of Kyrie Irving last night on Picks 11. Here's Scoop B. Start with Kyrie. Uh, what about Kyrie using his platform? Should athletes be responsible uh, for what they post on social media? I think athletes are responsible, uh, but I'll add this personally. Um, I am of the belief um, that not only should, I believe that anti-black as well as anti-Semitism statements should never be used, um, but I think when covering me, myself covering Kyrie, it's never as easy as one, two, three. Um, and I think that in this instance, um, there are a couple things uh, that stand out to me. Number one, context. Um, so that tweet that had uh, the Amazon Prime uh, link uh, did not have any captions attached to it. And so um, I understand the way Kyrie thinks in a lot of aspects, but I think in this one, it was open to so much interpretation. What? Um, and, you know, and, and just conversation with folks uh, in the know, um, they shared with me that he is not anti-Semitic, um, oh, but that okay. in this instance, it was part of his journey. He, if you, It was expressed to me that if you even look at um, his, his Twitter uh main photo it has a list of all of the different symbols for different races and, and different religious backgrounds whether it's jewish whether it's you know muslim whether it's christian the sign of the cross and the myriad of other things but i think this backlash um is is really in poor taste um because he is in the contract year and i and i'll be i'll even take it a step further um when you look at this instance here if the nets were five and oh we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh my I think God. that when you look at a team that is one in four and we're focusing on the issue that is an Amazon Prime link that has over, at that point, I think 1,200 reviews and four and a half stars, we're getting away from the game. You know, Kyrie, to me, as well as Kevin Durant are the two leading scorers. When you go down the list, they're 30 plus scorers. And then you look down the list, Nicholas Claxton is the third leading scorer at 11 points per game. We should be talking about the Nets and their dynamic more than we should be talking about uh, a movie. So um, I, I'm bipartisan on this. I'm very close, but I'm also just a realist. I, I don't think that this should be a conversation. And there is such a thing as kitchen table talk conversation. And I kind of followed up to that. Holy crap. Scoop B has just embarrassed himself, and it's gone viral. I want to read you a frame from this film that Kyrie Irving promoted. And make no mistake, Scoop B, he was promoting it. When you promote a link, when you tweet a link on Twitter, unless you write, I don't condone this, you are promoting what you have just provided a link to. This film. And he also made the Amazon star. Uh, Amazon, it has four and a half stars on Amazon, this film. And those defending Kyrie have said, oh, see, Amazon, it's a popular movie and Amazon's selling it. Why aren't you getting on them? Of course, anti-Semites who are ordering the movie are going to say, oh, yeah, good. Anti-Semitic movie. Four stars, five stars. What an idiot. Scoop B, I'm willing to say it. What a blithering dumbass this person is. But then, oh, it's just part of his journey. Just part of Kyrie's journey. It's part of his journey. This is a screenshot from the movie he was promoting. The Jews have established five major falsehoods which work to conceal their nature and protect their status and power. To wit, that six million Jews were killed in a Holocaust during World War II. That's basically saying the Holocaust was fake. Mm. That they've just perpetuated it. That, that, that's part of Kyrie's journey. We're going to give him a pass for that. 
we're going to make an excuse for him for that scoop B. Ah, uh, we wouldn't be talking about this if the Nets were were five and zero. Oh. You blithering dumbass. Yeah. I mean, how does that make it to air? They <laughs> they play in Brooklyn again tonight. And but there's we, no Jewish people there. And we saw what happened Isn't last like night. Like Williamsburg out there or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm curious to what's going to happen here tonight because he will start. They had the, the the people with the shirts they on. They did um, last night. Courtside. Yeah, they they were courtside when they were playing the Pacers, and they invite the Bulls into Brooklyn tonight. So I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Do we? All right, I'll just ask the question because I don't know, and I'm not going to jump on it. You, we believe here. You're, you're saying Kyrie's definitely an anti-Semite. Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't know if I would. I, I saw him tweet the link. I've seen him defend his, his position. He may not know it, but he's an anti-Semite. Based on his language, based yeah. on his beliefs, he's an anti-Semite. Yes, he might he might say he's not an anti-Semite yeah. because, oh, I have no problem seeing yarmulkes. That doesn't mean that you... Uh, uh, I, and, and part of his belief, part of his belief is that he comes from the black tribes that were the original Jews. Yes, yes. That's part of his belief, okay? Right. That also though, is a theory that white supremacists across the world have latched onto to thumb their nose to continue at the to, Jews. Yeah, yeah. Because they're the fake Jews. They're the fake Jews. So he might not... This is the thing, though. God forbid he look at these theories and what these hate groups have latched onto to perpetuate this. And, He's not smart enough to do and that. And I was saying, like, maybe that maybe that's what they mean by it's part of his... There's, that's, Maybe he's still learning it, and he tweeted that link a little too soon. You know, like I'm not trying to give the dude a pass at all. I of course. just I would hope that it's he doesn't seem like a guy that has hate in his heart. He just seems like a guy that still that's hasn't idiot. figured it all out yet. I would agree, and or figured anything out yet. But I would that's agree. the thing. This is a guy who doesn't know a thing about a thing, but, but he's, he's going to get on social media yeah, and act like he knows a thing about a thing because he's a free thinker he, and he's open minded. He's got Joe Rogan disease. He acts like he knows all, but. But very, it's obvious he knows very little. So that's the problem right now. He's Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Got a couple of good things for you. One's tonight, the other is till the end of the year. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tonight, it is a Game 3 World Series watch party at the Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Game 3, Astros-Phillies 1-1. The gates open one hour prior to first pitch, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Admission to the watch party will not be permitted after the fifth inning. So you can show up late, just don't come after the fifth inning. Admission is free, parking is free, concessions are open, bring the family, and have a great time. It's as simple as that. Game 3, World Series, watch party, Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. If you don't know, that's Haverhill Road in West Palm. Admission is free. Parking is free. Just come and watch the World Series. Love it. Can't beat that. Bring the family. It's going to be beautiful tonight. Go Strohs. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. The spring training home of the Houston Astros. Yes, sir. It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Check it out tonight. Get there right around. I would say, I don't know, 615, 630, 7 o'clock. I'd get there. I'd get yeah. there. That would that, be my plan. And then... There's your air conditioning. In case you didn't notice, it's hot and it's uncomfortable and it's gross. And yes, it's November 1st. That is case in point why you need AC 24-7. And right now, it is the blowout sale at EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Right now, 
all in-stock ACs, you have a chance at a $750 rebate. You cannot beat that. A chance at a $750 rebate. All you have to do is go to edsairconditioning.com, find out more, and give them a call. EDS is, yes, the blowout sale. Take advantage of it. All in-stock units, chance at a $750 rebate. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Theo, you're back on Friday, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Can't I'll be wait. back Friday with Theo. Stone and I are back tomorrow. No Jeanette, because she's over in Italy. She's been texting us from she Italy. Has she already misses at, us. At weird times. Italy. Let's, <laughs> say, let's see if we can WhatsApp her and get Ooh. her just like buzzed. Mm, Not drunk, but buzzed before like she it. gets drunk. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to her tomorrow. I like that. All I right. like that idea. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye now. Ghost Rose. Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Got a couple of good things for you. One's tonight, the other is till the end of the year. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tonight it is a Game 3 World Series watch party at the Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Game 3, Astros Phillies 1-1. The gates open one hour prior to first pitch, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Admission to the watch party will not be permitted after the fifth inning. So you can show up late, just don't come after the fifth inning. Admission is free, parking is free, concessions are open, bring the family, and have a great time. It's as simple as that. Game three, World Series, watch party, ballpark of the Palm Beaches. If you don't know, that's Haverhill Road in West Palm. Admission is free. Parking is free. Just come and watch the World Series. Love it. Can't beat that. Bring the family. It's going to be beautiful tonight. Ghost Rose. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. The spring training home of the Houston Astros. Yes, sir. It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Check it out tonight. Get there right around. I would say, I don't know, 6.15, 6.30, 7 o'clock. I'd get there. I'd get there. That would be my plan. And then there's your air conditioning. In case you didn't notice, it's hot and it's uncomfortable and it's gross. And, yes, it's November 1st. That is case in point why you need AC 24-7. And right now, it is the blowout sale at EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Right now, all in-stock ACs, you have a chance at a $750 rebate. You cannot beat that. A chance at a $750 rebate. All you have to do is go to edsairconditioning.com, find out more, and give them a call. EDS is, yes, the blowout sale. Take advantage of it. All in-stock units, chance at a $750 rebate. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Theo, you're back on Friday, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Can't I'll be wait. back Friday with Theo. Stone and I are back tomorrow. No Jeanette, because she's over in Italy. She's been texting us from she Italy. Has she already misses at, us. At weird times. Italy. Let's, <laughs> say, let's see if we can WhatsApp her and get Ooh. her just like buzzed. Mm, Not drunk, but buzzed before like she it. gets drunk. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to her tomorrow. I like that. All I right. like that idea. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye now. Ghost Rose.